Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Life is Complicated, We Can Help. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ. If you could ask Jesus how to do one thing, if you could ask him to teach you something, what would it be? Maybe leadership, maybe how to get along with people, maybe how to make money. No doubt a lot of different things would come to your mind. Well, the disciples who he spent three years with, they had that opportunity. And out of all of the things that they could have asked Jesus to teach them, and remember, what they saw and what they experienced. They saw him turning water into wine. They they saw him putting the Pharisees in their place. They saw him dealing with hard and difficult questions, all of that. But they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. Now, they prayed, but I'm thinking, they're probably saying to themselves, I'm not sure I'm getting this right. And maybe you have felt that way. Maybe you have felt, you know what, I prayed to white, but I don't know if it really works. I've tried it, but it doesn't seem to do much good. Doesn't help that much. And maybe it's because you don't know how it works. Maybe it's because you've never thought about prayer, of being something that you need to be trained in, you need to be taught in. Because you've heard that prayer is basically just talking to God or asking him for the things that you want or need in life and that it's nothing more than that. But what we're gonna learn today is Jesus would say it's much, much more than that. You see, prayer strengthens our relationship with God. It aligns our perspective with his. Matter of fact, it increases our faith and our trust in him. You know what? Maybe our country would be in a different place today. If all of us who say that we know Jesus would learn how to pray like Jesus. And so let's take a look at Jesus' response to them when they said, teach us how to pray. Matthew records it, and here's what Matthew says. When you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by other people. Jesus is being Jesus, he's calling them out, and he's basically saying, don't do it that way. I know that you've seen it done that way, but don't do it that way. He goes on to say this, he says, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Basically, he's saying, if you're praying just to to bring attention to yourself or to make people think that you're super holy, then if that's your prayer, it's only for you and nothing more of it will come about other than the compliments that you get from other people or maybe a thank you from other people. But he goes on and he says this. He says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Wow. He's saying, you know what? Find a place of where you can go to and pray there in isolation and be specific. He's saying, You know, don't just pray before dinner. God is good, God is great. Don't just pray before that doctor's appointment. Don't just pray before the test or maybe a difficult conversation that you need to have. He says, no, go in secret. Go in secret. You see, 
what we need to understand is this. We have a tendency to think that what is done in public is the most important thing in our life, but it's not. It's what you and I do in secret that God is most concerned with and really gets his attention. And by the way, it gets our enemy's attention too. And so you and I have to understand that whatever you and I do, this goes against culture, but whatever you and I do in private will determine your true influence in your public life. And that's what Jesus was saying. Go to a place and pray to your father who is unseen. He continues and he says, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see, your father who sees everything will reward you. And Jesus is saying, when you and I are willing to carve some time out of our day, get alone with God, and pray to the unseen Father who sees everything, that he will reward you. He will reward me. Now, if you're like me, our minds usually run ahead and we begin to think, well, what will I get? Will I get what I want? Will I get what I'm asking for? But you and I know, really, that's not how this thing called prayer works. Because if it worked that way, then you and I would be driving a bigger and better vehicle. We'd be living in bigger and better houses. But it's not how it works. And I think that's why the disciples said, teach us how to pray, because it's better than that. Matthew continues, and he says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. You see, what, what happens is, is People have a tendency to think, if I can just say the right words, I can get anything that I want. I'll be able to convince God of my way. And I can be able to twist the words in a way in which God will say yes, or maybe because I have passion or faith or words that God will shift from his will to my will. And that God will say, okay, I'll give it to you. You've convinced me. Jesus is saying, that's not how you pray. Matter of fact, he goes on and says, don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. Oh, this is so important. Your father in heaven knows what you need before you even ask. So we don't need to beg. We don't need to convince. We don't need to twist his arm. We don't need to do any of that. And so you may be thinking, if God already knows what I need and I don't have to convince or twist his arm, then why ask? Why pray? If it's not about letting God know, if it's not about convincing God of what I need, then what is prayer all about? Well, Jesus answers it when he says this, this then is how you should pray. Now, here's what you need to understand, okay? This is not something that you and I should just recite. Many people will ask, why doesn't New Point say the Lord's Prayer? Well, this is a pattern. Jesus is giving us an, an outline. He's giving us a template. It's not a magic wand. And so he's letting you and I know how we can connect to our Heavenly Father. And so here's what he says. Let's take a look. He says, our Father in heaven. And so the first thing that he would say to you and I is, we need to address God as Father. Now, this is the first step in identifying the relationship, okay? You're not, you're not some God that's far off. You're not indifferent. You're not aloof. You're not some statue. You're not some idol that cannot speak. You're not sitting up there in, in heaven just waiting to strike me down. You're not just a friend. You're more than that. You're a father, and he's near you. But he's not just my pal. He calls the shots. 
but he's always for your good. He's always for our good. And this is where we understand who we are talking to. And I want you to think about who you're talking to because many of us, we have wounds from our father. And when you hear that you're to address God as father, you shy away or you back down. But this is a good, good father. This is the one who spoke all that you and I know into existence. This is the one who knitted you together in your mother's womb. You see, father here, when he says our father, it means respect. It means I can trust you. You're wiser than me. You have my best interest. And this father that we're addressing is not aloof or indifferent or cold. He's tender. He's intimate and yet authoritative. And so Jesus would say, address God as father. Now that might take some work because your earthly father isn't anything like that. But Jesus says, I want you to understand who you're connecting with. And then he goes on to say this. He says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus is saying, declare his name, meaning declare God's greatness. God's greatness. And, and what I would encourage you to do is that we have to stay here until you and I can get a good grip on God's greatness. Don't leave this until you understand that you're talking to your heavenly father and he is great. Remind yourself that he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's all-loving, he's holy, he's faithful, he's absolute truth, he's forgiving, He's a provider, he's a protector. And it's from this place that you and I are able to ascribe honest worth. And maybe you've heard that term, worship. It means ascribing worth to something. And it's in this posture that we're able to see God's worth the way that you and I are supposed to. And that's what worship is really all about. It's a seeing how amazing God is in every aspect of life, seeing his immense greatness and, and power. And yet, guess what? We have the privilege and the honor to call him our father. I love what Solomon has to say about the name of God. Look what he says. He says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. In biblical days, the strong tower represented two things. One is protection. When you got in that tower, your enemies could not get at you. And the second thing that it would represent would be perspective because when you're in that tower, you could see your enemy from a, a, a distance. And, and so when we go to prayer and we address God as our father and we declare his greatness, it brings a sense of protection and perspective to our life. And we need that more today than ever. And then he tells us that we need to surrender our will to God. It's the key to prayer. Jesus is saying, you want to know how you should pray? You should address God as your father. You should declare God's greatness. You need to surrender your will. Look what he says here. He says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying that Dwight, prayer is all about surrendering your will to God. It's about giving up control. It is telling God, you know what, God, I'm not big enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not wise enough to deal with all of the concerns and the worries of life. You have to take over. You're saying to God, God, I want you to know that I'm more, listen, I'm more committed to your will than my will. I'm not here to convince you of what I want. 
I'm here to find out what you want because I know that you're that good father and I wanna align my will with your will. You see, the purpose of, listen to me, the purpose of prayer is not to impose my will on God, but to surrender it to this heavenly father who loves you and me. Let me ask you a question today. How would your life be if you surrendered to God? Would your life be much more fulfilling and at peace and at rest? You see, this is why it's so important that, that you, and under, you and I understand that he's our father and, and that we need to hang out at declaring his greatness, reminding ourselves of who we are connecting with. And we need to spend a large portion of our time right here of surrendering our will to God after we understand that he's our father and that he's great. You see, there's areas that you and I struggle in, right? That we're frustrated about. It could be your marriage. It could be your kids. It could be your family. It could be parenting. It could be your finances. It could be your health. It could be your work. Any area of where there's frustration and pain. And we need to be able to stay here and say, God, you know what I want. You know what I want, but I want you to have your way. I want to surrender to you. I want your will to be done. And so there's really no point going further in prayer until you and I come to a place and we say, God, you know everything that's going on in my life, but I want your will to be done. You see, Jesus said that when we pray, he will reward us. And what will he reward us with? Peace. When you and I surrender our will and we say, God, your will be done, not mine. What happens is the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so Matthew continues and he says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Surrender your will. And then he goes on and he says, give us today our daily bread. Now we're, we're willing to go to the next step in praying. And that is to acknowledge our need, acknowledge your need for God. He says, give us this day our daily bread. And in three areas, one is, is in the area of provision. Give us what? Today, our daily bread. No doubt, Jesus was reminding them of how God fed their ancestors bread daily. And, and, and it was daily bread. And that means that you and I need to connect with our heavenly father every single day. I need to acknowledge that I need God in my life. I need to acknowledge my dependency upon God every single day. You see, when Israel was traveling through the desert, did you know that God literally dropped food from heaven each morning? They called it manna. It was like bread. God made it known that they were only to collect enough bread for one day. And what that signified was that God was looking out for them, that God wanted them to rely upon him each and every day. And if the Israelites would try to uh, take more than enough for one day, it would rot with maggots. And if we're not careful, some of us, you know, we, we come and maybe we pray once a week and we think that that will get it done. But 
The fact of the matter is we feel stressed out and we feel scattered because God wants you and I to connect with him every single day. You see, we can't live off of yesterday's manna. Now, we're dependent upon God and we have to acknowledge that. And what I like to say is this, we're all dependent upon God. Just some people are more aware of it than others because you become very aware of your dependency upon God when you get let go of that job. When you get that report back from your doctor that it's not good and you suddenly realize that you need to depend upon God. And so Jesus is telling him, come to me daily for your provision. You see, Moses reminded the people once again, you know what? I'm going to feed you bread, okay? But don't forget who the source is. It's me. Come to me and I will give you everything that you need. I'm the good father. And scripture tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from him. And so we acknowledge our need for God and he provides. It's it's a recognition that God is our source for all of our provision. And Jesus is saying, this is how I pray. And then he mentions this, not only that your need for God's provision, but for pardon. And, and Jesus says these words here. He says, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Wow. You see, the good news is we're forgiven. And we're forgiven in order to what? To forgive other people. We're to experience grace, okay? And you and I will only experience grace at the pace that you give it. And so if you're not extending grace, you probably don't feel that you have grace. You see, now that I am pardoned from all of my sins, and I'm thankful to God for that, now I need to be willing to constantly forgive other people of their sins. You see, I'm called, once I experience forgiveness vertically, I'm now called to express it horizontally. And so some of us, we need to stay a little bit longer here. And we need to say, you know what, I I need to forgive this person. And I'm gonna stay with you, Father, until I can come to a point where I can choose to forgive those who have done me wrong, who have hurt me, who have sinned against me. Because it's easier, I'm sure you would agree with me, to ask God for forgiveness than it is to extend it to others. But we are reminded again and again that we are to forgive others as we have been forgiven. And so I need to remind myself that I've been free from guilt and shame and condemnation, but I'm also called to forgive other people just as in Christ God has forgiven me. And so I acknowledge my need for provision. I acknowledge my need for pardon. I acknowledge my need for protection. This is so important. Here's what he says, and lead us not into temptation, okay? You know what this is saying? Would you point out the areas ahead of time that could cause me to stumble and fall, that could cause me to be tempted to disobey you? You know, you're you're, you're saying to God, I'm declaring that I wanna do your will. I don't wanna sin against you. And you're setting your heart and your mind and your will to do what God is asking. You see, prayer isn't about just emptying your bucket of sin so that you can go back out and you can sin all over again and come back and ask God to forgive you again. Jesus would throw up at that thought. That's not prayer. 
Prayer is basically saying, God, I wanna do your will. You're the great I am. I don't want sin in my life because it brings death. It kills the most important things in my life. And so I acknowledge my dependency, my need upon you. And so Jesus goes on and says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from what? The evil one, deliver me from his lies and the fear that he wants to bring into my heart, from those half-truths, from his deceptions. Don't, don't allow me to, to, to give in to those. And, and so what you and I need to understand is this. It, it's, not, it's not coming to God just to be forgiving of sins. It's coming to God asking him to make protection in your life and my life that we don't sin against him. You see, you don't pray if you're going to sin. You pray when you're tired of sinning. You pray when you realize that sin robs you of your potential. You pray when you realize that God is wiser and smarter than you. You pray when you're asking him to protect you from all evil, anything that would cause you to, to limit your potential or your relationship with him or those in your life. So Jesus was saying, you wanna know the secret of my life? It's to pray this way. And here's what he says, okay? He wraps it up with this. He says, seek the kingdom of God. Your will be done, not my will be done. Above all else, and live righteously, okay? In that state of forgiveness, okay? And he will give you everything you need. And when you know that, guess what? Your life is filled with peace. James, the half-brother of Jesus, he got this. He got this because he saw it in his brother Jesus, not only as his leader, but as his brother. And here's what James came to the conclusion. He says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What is he saying? The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous person can accomplish much. You see, when, when put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power and great and wonderful things can happen, not just around you, but in you. Do we ever need that? Absolutely. Prayer is the key to a vibrant life, a vibrant relationship with God, our Father. And so I'm calling all of us who call New Point their home to join me in 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's gonna begin January the 11th. And I encourage you to listen to this over and over again and begin to follow the way in which Jesus has called you and I to pray. And I promise you this, whatever 2021 throws at you, you'll be able to handle it. You'll be able to handle it. Because prayer doesn't necessarily change our circumstances. It changes you and me. Now, if you have a prayer request, you can drop it in that chat, and I encourage you to do that because we wanna pray for you. But prayer is more than just praying for people. Prayer is connecting with my heavenly Father. It's declaring his greatness. It's surrendering our will to him. It's acknowledging our, our need for, for provision and pardon and protection. It's life transforming. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you. You're such a wonderful teacher. And we thank you that you shared the secret to your life here on earth. 
of dealing with all of life's chaos and confusion came through the fact that you connected daily with your heavenly Father, and he led you and he guided you. And I pray today that we would make a commitment to be able to connect with you, our heavenly Father, knowing that you are good, knowing that you desire the best, knowing that you are all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present with us. So thank you for this incredible gift and privilege that you've given us in connecting with you. May we take, may I take full advantage of it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through the App Store or Google Play, or catch us on Roku or Apple TV. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.